Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Good morning, Tallahassee! And the clapping continues. What's today's date? I don't even know. So we're the almost tenth. to the middle. Well, the the ninth. Our way through August. It's almost fall. It's like the ninth or tenth. We I have mean, like I think it's forty the days until autumn. It so has to be the tenth because then a week from tomorrow it would be my birthday and we will be of the same age. Yeah. That's how I know. Well, you will not be our age, Tish. No, I will not. Your birthday. You're is never our right age. Right there. You're, yours is mine, Thursday, and yours yeah. is Friday. Friday. Mm. See. I'm Patty Wilson. That's Scott Coward. Leo's in the house. Tish in the glass. I'm a Pisces. Mm. It's a rough mm. life. Mm. I never know mm. literally what's happening. <laughs> like, and I'm in a complete empath. So everyone else's emotions, I assume. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Leo. Do not understand. And you don't assume any. <laughs> you don't assume any emotion. I know. What's emotion? Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a song I heard. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> That's all I know. Yvonne, what's right. her face? Element. 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 I was yeah. thinking of Mariah Carey. Mm, that oh, one too. No. She's emotional. Oh, emotional. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I get not... so emotional. Yes. I know. So, how has your week? Week has been good. Uh, you know, just it's been a carpet week, shall I say? Flooring, handling, flooring, flooring, flooring and more flooring. Yes. Everybody likes a good flooring week. How about you? <laughs> I had home inspections. Have yeah. some more to go for the rest of the week. So it's always good. I like home inspections. 
They tell I learn you, a lot. They tell you a lot of things. They do. I always I take it as a learning experience, and I enjoy it very much. Yeah. And you learn how to interpret it mm-hmm. so that you can educate the people. Well, hopefully they're educating themselves because they're sitting there with me. Mm. <laughs> well, if they can be. Yeah, as best they can. We sell houses. We do. We do. We help people buy, sell, invest, appraise, rent, stage for full service, as they call it, uh, out in L.A., concierge. Hmm. Who's at the concierge desk? <laughs> that would be you. Yeah, I'm at the concierge yes. desk. And Kim. Yeah. We share the concierge desk. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. We do have an observer today. So yeah. Elston Webster's in here observing. Since we're past the, Elston, the vid. Yeah. We can he, now have guests he, and people. I, I reached out on our Facebook group called Living Tallahassee to get a video, social media video editor, someone to take our Facebook lives and put them on TikTok and Instagram reels and make them funnier than I feel like they already are because they make me laugh out loud. Makes me very nervous. Elston has some beautiful videos. He's a diver and, I mean, like, he has some beautiful, with witty captions, which is what I liked. As long as as we're not expecting us to go in the water. (laughs) Well, you could, but... Not I mean, wearing what he wears. No, nah, I mean, I can swim. That's good. Yeah, with a That's fish. Like, a... he's in the, the caves. And yeah, the I don't want to see all that. Springs. I really don't. I, I believe yeah. in chlorine myself. I believe in not opening my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't want to know that. what's down I don't there. Either. I don't want to know, because I might see something that scares me. I guarantee you I will. <laughs> like, that is, like, there's man, and then there's fish, and then... But if I had not. to be in water, I would rather be in water that I can see in than water I can't And I can't think that's what he does, because the water, I mean, his, I don't know, I'm, I'm hoping you edit your own videos, so that's why you're here, but beautiful. Because <laughs> like, if not, we need, <laughs> we need to know to who get... that is. <laughs> <laughs> who edits your videos, Elson? Right. <laughs> We'll, we'll figure it out. Welcome to the Playhouse. Right. In today's show. <laughs> today's show, I thought we'd talk about what makes a good offer. You know, the market changes every day. See? And I, I believe many buyers and sellers are worried. I'm not going to list my house today because the market's going to crash. Well, it's not. It's not going to crash. It's a more a balanced market. There are more listings coming on. So you're not going to get necessarily 20 offers. There's a couple I've seen recently. They get five or six. It yeah. just depends. Pricing. And Scott repeats condition. Like, you should it's just price have price condition or condition or on your, somewhere each, tattooed each on your and every day. Right? Good market, bad market. But what makes that offer desirable? In any market, a seller has to know that when they take their home off the market for the buyer, that they're going to stick with them. That's why we like North Carolina. Because there's a big pile of cash with every offer that's unrefundable. Can well, you imagine? In, in, essence, be nice. in essence here, all contracts are written really to the protection of the buyer. It is. Not really the seller. Everything is on the buyer's side. So, in essence. You could make it non-refundable, but with, it's uh, just not seen here. And Tallahassee is like 10 years behind everywhere else. So, it's a challenge. It would be sure. a challenge. But we did receive an offer that we rejected. And I thought, that's a great lesson on this offer. Like, what if you're going to ask for much lower than what the list price is... How can they appeal to that? Because you can't control what the buyer's willing to pay always. Yeah. The agent can't. They just present. That's their job. We're transaction brokers. We don't legally represent people. We're not fiduciaries in that way. You can be. We're, so what? We're not. General, and it's typical in Florida that we're not. We Correct. represent the transaction. But what are the some of the things that could have been changed on that offer? Uh, escrow deposit. Yeah, I think the 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 biggest. I guess the the catapult to all of this really is 
we've gone from one extreme to the other. So as I looked at that offer in particular, is that when you go from a complete seller's market where the buyer is just offering, 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 just and trying. right, and there's back end negotiations, this was completely the opposite where it felt like we have just been where the bubble had uh, burst. And well, they felt yeah. like the seller was I mean, desperate. Right, the seller's not desperate. Right. Because things are taking a little longer than they did three, four months ago, but good homes are still selling. So I, I think that the way that it was looked at was just not in the way in which I think a seller would see it, their representative would see it. And I doubt very seriously, if I'm being honest, that even the buyer's agent would have seen it that way, but who knows? Maybe she did no, she because, was all she, in. because you're, you're guiding. Yeah, she was all in with Because it. if someone asked me to do something from a buyer's perspective, I would certainly give them my opinion. I can't, I cannot decide what they do, but I can certainly guide them accordingly. But the first clue in a serious offer is the amount of that escrow deposit, which is held by a title agent or an attorney's office in an escrow account that is hidden from all both parties, both parties meaning the buyer and the seller. So that escrow deposit being a larger number shows that, hey, I'm willing to sacrifice this money for this house. It is refundable up until a certain point within the transaction. This, in this case, this offer was much, this had barely any escrow deposit. And the first thing the seller said was they're not serious. Well, because everything, everything within that offer, like I said, it's when the, the bubble burst. So anybody could come forward with anything. The reality is in today's market, even though it's changed, is that you cannot go into it with everything being to a deficit, mm -mm. which is the flip side of what it was before. Yeah, I'm not going to take my house give, off the give, market give, give, for that. Give. I'm not taking my house off the market. I, I don't know and that anybody would. No, no, for a tiny little deposit. So that's the first thing. Expand your deposit. 1% is a good option. If it's only a $100,000 home, then maybe two or three percent. I mean, it's scale. Correct. The smaller the house, you're still going to have to put up a significant deposit. Right. But anything over, say, three hundred thousand, expect at least a five thousand dollar deposit. Yeah, it and is fully refundable up until a certain point in the track transaction. Then it becomes what we call hard. You're not getting it back. Right. And if and if your agent doesn't follow the steps within a transaction, you're not getting it back. So it's a team effort between the buyer's agent and the buyer. To make sure that all things, we'll talk about that next segment, are done in proper order and in proper time frame. For sure. and Because that, that money is at risk. Well, it's at risk after what we call a contingency period, which doesn't, for those listening, mean the contingent on the sale of a home. It means that there is a period of time to which you have an opportunity to do your inspections, get your financing in order, etc., so in essence, that period, and typically in our contracts, I think it's 15 days, but it can be changed. Just it could depending. be seven. It's random. Well, it's that's, whatever's agreed upon. Which is kind of where I was going with that, is that if I was presenting an offer that was significantly lower and I was doing an as-is, which everybody's doing these days, which quite frankly, nothing's really as-is, even if you market as such. But if you're doing something significantly lower, then you would reduce that contingency period, even if it's as is, knowing I'm all in. I'm going for it. I want this, and I'm going to make the risk to the seller less by offering. So it's the number of calendar days. Weekends and holidays are included in our area. Yep. So the contingency period is inspections, insurance, and financing. Yes. If it's a cash deal, then it's insurance and inspections. Correct. And that's it. And it doesn't mean that there can't be a, a special condition, which is a contingency, meaning the sale of a home. 
but that's not what we're talking about. Or here. say they wanted a contingency saying that they could build an addition on or they wanted a contingency, but that's Sometimes a really good one. De- depended on what they the wanted homeowners to build an extra garage. Yep. I mean, it, it really could be a, a they needed to be things. approved by a there's none here except for one that's age restricted. So in case that it would be contingent upon that uh, that application to uh, an age restricted HOA or homeowners association would have to be accepted. So anything can be a contingency. Contingency uh, agreeing upon the seller taking down trees. I mean, there could be anything, anything yeah. on that. I just case. think in, in Tallahassee, there's so many questions about contingency. Contingency, period. yeah. So that's what we're talking about. What makes a good offer? Stick with us. 850 Welcome back. It's Patty and Scott. We're in Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. We're talking about what makes a great offer, no matter what the market. And that was Stevie Nicks, and it's Chris Isaac coming up, and it is... If you haven't seen the Elvis movie, go. And it was I, a great I, I movie. I played a song from the Elvis movie, like two, two shows Yeah, you ago. played the other hit, yeah. yeah. Is it, it, I mean, really, is it that good? Did they Austin go in? Butler was amazing. It was really based on Colonel Parker. Yeah, well, so how was Tom Hanks? That, uh, But did it go into, like, the, the depths of I'm wondering what a scumbag it that Colonel Tom Parker was? It went into the depths of, I, the whole time I was, it was not just translating, like, Britney Spears, but I was thinking almost of, like, Kelly Clarkson. Any of these people, these management, like, black whatever his name is, Kelly Clarkson's ex-husband, is now that that management company that was Reba's husband, is now suing her, saying he wanted future earnings on her, 15%. But doesn't Simon, and it's Simon so, has already 50% of everything she earns in perpetuity. Right, you could only have so yeah, much percent, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. that's all you can have. But I was thinking, oh my God, these people are really in these gilded cages and cannot get out of their own way. I mean, it is really a lot to think about as celebrity as we see it versus the business side. It's have you ever seen the ESPN thirty on thirty talking about the um, how much money is made by a professional Sports player? Agent. Oh, and then the agent isn't it Brian Gumpel that does that? He did it, but it no, was, that was like real this isn't that one. This ESPN thirty for thirty. This is specifically about how much money they make. So think about as a realtor, too, which we'll talk about that. But how much money is made and kept by that person who is is the the gold entity? And it is not a lot of money when I mean, you're talking about like Deshaun Watson, who's a thug and whatever he is. (laughs) But his like all these fines and all of this stuff. And then it's gone. Well, then also they hurt their leg and it's gone forever. But just the taxes that they have to pay. So every you go, state you go and play in California taxes on that on that game. So if you're making one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars that game because mm-hmm. your salary is that high, you're paying taxes. You go to Minnesota, you pay those taxes and you have to then file income tax reports for I mean, for every location. Every, so yeah. if you're picked, if you're drafted and you're picked for Florida, you're, you're, you're making you're more good. money yeah, you're good. than the New York City guy or the New Jersey, God forbid. But if you go play there, they have to have an accountant in every state that they go play. 
because the taxes are pulled it's on insane. that. It's insane. It's insane. But insane. I think Kelly Clarkson, like you're trying to get out of this marriage. You're embedded both ways. You're your business guy and this, and you trusted someone, and now he's trying. He's suing you for future earnings. I'd be like, I ain't talking. I ain't singing. I ain't doing a show. I'm done. Well, that was the whole Britney thing, is that they were continuously pushing her. But Elvis, so go back to the movie. Merchandise was first created by Colonel Tom Parker, so I'll give him that. We wouldn't have, like, T-shirts at concerts if it had not been for Colonel Tom Parker. No one else had sold ornaments, all of that stuff with Elvis's face until that, that time. Hmm. Nothing. Merchandising and the promotion and how a promoter really worked today's the same way as Colonel Tom Parker. But you're really in this this jail for these for these people. Oh. And that's like Taylor Swift, who I think is a very talented girl. I'm not a fan of whatever a lot of things she does. But she was like, I'm gonna go cut my own music again mm. because you stole my music. And so I've got to go sing it again and I'm gonna sing it better than I did last time and just completely eliminate them. And they just gotta they gotta do it. So you saw it in the theater or you rented I it? I saw it in the theater. Okay. I think Scott Scott we just talking. said it's just out. I, I'm, I'll watch it at home. I'm it a was huge beautiful. Elvis fan. Huge it was a beautiful Elvis movie. Fan. But it really does. It, it, that's how I was seeing it. I was like, yes, we all know the Elvis story, but we don't know how that side of it. And then when you go see the Elvis comeback where he played, it was in the leather in the leather suit, you understand the backstory and how he had to fight Parker and he had to fight this, um, who, the, the sweater it, people. Well, the like NBC the people. Singer. They wanted, well, not only that, the singer sewing machine people, because they wanted him to wear a sweater out there. Well, they wanted they to were be the a sponsors Christmas special. Of show. Yeah. It was fascinating. But on the business side of, yes, I would love a bigger, a bigger presence for our show, but it's also very scary to me because of that. Like, how much can we control of ourselves once we... You get to that level. Well, technically now, as your producer, I am also your manager. Mm. <laughs> you do realize we're uncontrollable. <laughs> but I would I would go back, and I think Lady Gaga is, on the other side, a very good example of having studied celebrity and studied the contracts and, like, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, and, and just really con- kind of controlling me, not make as much money at first, but you're controlling your destiny versus the other side. She's going to be the new Joker. Is she really? Oh, I could so see that. I, I can too. But it's a beautiful movie. And I go back like Elvis versus the Elton John versus the Queen. I still think the Queen was biopic was even better. Judy too. Can we have the uh, debate real quick? Is it a uh, biopic or biopic? Because I say biopic. I say biopic, but yeah. I I was a nurse. So I was and so like, does like, Matt. Bi- yeah. bi- Matt, my Matt producer says. Nurse? He's, no, no. Matt says <laughs> biopic also. But I say biopic because it's a biography. Motion I say picture. biopic. You say biopic? I do. Oh. Well, just, we have a tiebreaker. It's just... Elston, what do oh. you say? He's 30. Biopic. Biopic. Mm. Well, then... Sam. So, Sam, you win. So Matt the, and I... The thing that I realized about um, Elvis is that... And you probably realize this too, Tish, because our birthdays are the 18th and 19th. He died yeah. on the 16th. 16th. Yeah. I will remember his death because and of that. i think oh my god he was only a few weeks older than my dad mm. he was 38 when he passed away yeah and that, that one of my goals because i just played so hard when i was younger i was like i gotta make it to 38 uh, my thing was karen carpenter i needed to make it past 32 where were y'all when when he passed away do you remember i was standing in my front yard at 5131 irene drive and robbie mix and my next door neighbor came out and said i know exactly where i was i was and watching he came TV. Out and i was said, watching Elvis tv died. and there was a a News. Were you old flash. enough to, to 
know it because I was watching. I was in Miami Springs, uh, Grandma's house because we we're all down there. I for was birthdays. ten. I was a year older than Lisa Marie. We're a year older. Yeah, I mean, I re- I remembered. I knew it. I just didn't. I mean, he was supposed to be playing at Hershey Park mm-hmm. in that September. Of course, didn't make it. But we had friends of friends, like my parents' friends, that were supposed to go see him. They were huge fans. I remember my mother and grandmother just glued to the TV, and I was like. I know exactly this? where I was. Yeah. I could. St- I'm standing by the Presidia. Like I know exactly where I was. It's like Princess Diana, same thing. Yeah, I remember that one too. Mm-hmm. I was awake. I was an overnight nurse, and I was awake when that came across. Yeah, I always make sure that uh, I have a Velvet Elvis that I bought oh off the God. side of the road, and like when I was like 17 years old, it's great. I, was just... I need to buy that Snoop on a stoop. The Snoop on a stoop. The Christmas. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I'm gonna go buy it. And that. so every year, I was like, if I can dream. I always make sure I play oh. that on August 16th. That and then I have that in front of the fireplace, and it's just I always wanted a Velvet Elvis, and then it just has kind of become this. I mean, it's the cheesiest Velvet Elvis ever. It's the it's Fat Elvis, mm. and he's got the big uh, high collar on. But if I can dream, I th- is my favorite. Uh, Elvis oh, see, song. mine is the Kentucky Rain. I love that song. I love that song too. But yeah, so it was a great movie. It's very special in a lot of ways. So if you can see it, go see it. I think it was just beautiful. So going back to what is a great offer. Mm. So we were talking about escrow deposit, finder deposit. It's like a security deposit. That's great. But if you're only offering $1,000 on an $800,000 house, you're not getting that house. I think uh, You got to be serious the, about it. I think the best offers are ones that come with a sense of logic and one that can be explained from a buyer's agent to a seller's agent who then is going to represent it to the seller. I think in this case in particular, the logic failed in many ways, not just from an escrow perspective, not only from a time frame. Uh, yeah, I mean, ev- purchase th- price. It was literally every single song. Everything was thing. a negative. But the biggest thing was her logic. And the logic came in our favorite topic, which is price per square foot. Yeah, that was her logic. So, so this girl who, who wrote the offer was a commercial property manager for many years because I always researched that agent. Like, who are we working with? How much experience do they have? And if they don't have a lot of experience, then are Who's they their workable? Broker? Who's, Who's their, their broker? broker? Can I work with them? Can I coach them through the process? Are they coachable? Do they want to be coached? Are they going to have like, are they going to be like, no, I ten, I have 21 years, Patty, you have 20, but you have sold 11 homes in 21 years. Like, how does that work? So uh, that's a dance that we talk about that I do talk about with the seller. Say, hey, we have an offer, but this is her. We're taking the home off the market. This is. This is her uh, resume. This is this is what we have to work with. Well, especially if you've not sold a lot of homes, and in this particular case, they have not. I don't get to talk to the buyer. We you have, don't get to talk to well, the buyer. Well, and we've not had any transactions with her because she's only had 11 over 20-some-odd years. So yeah. not many people have had transactions with her. So, it, And that's not a downfall to the agent as long as everything else is great. You love the house. You're not looking at it like a business. It is a business transaction, but it's also someone's home. But I do think that is something if agents aren't looking at. The other thing I look at with the other agent is I go back in their history and I look what their solds are, their sold price, and what the home was listed for. So they are a 98% agent. Are they an 82% agent? Like if they're an 82% agent, if they're getting 82% off of every list price, they're a strong agent. Like that's a strong negotiator. They are. But if they're not, if it's 98%, then you're just, it's just kind of scrolling with me and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Stick with us. We're talking about what's a good offer. 850-656-0009.
down other people <laughs> and I'm not really <laughs> I want them to learn that's the whole person the personality of the show because I know there's realtors who who want and listen so it is I want them to learn so and we hope they do price per square foot yes. is really the bane of my existence it really and is. the reason why is because it doesn't work appraisers derive value price per square foot arrives at value so if unless everything is like a bolos neighborhood or a, a, a leather neighborhood ER Horton, would work well. then everything's the same Correct. everything is the same until one year and then people start updating and yep. change and then it no longer works correct there was a house on klein street another house next door to it for sale I think they priced it based on that Klein Street. They have a lift in their garage to put their Christmas crap up. I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, their house was completely, it was I mean, really nice. macked out. You can't use price per square foot on a 1978 home nope. on a two-story and compare it to a 1977 one-story. The footprint's different. The cost of build's different. The amenities are different. We had a pool. In this case, we have a pool and a lake and all this land and a flood zone. You can't use price first. You can use it. You can use it. It you won't be right. You can coach your buyers right. to it, but it won't be right. And you're going to lose your offer. At least with me. You're well, at least with me. The, the whole thing. I know with Scott, too. The whole thing doesn't make sense, quite frankly. And when I think about it, it had already appraised because it had been under contract yeah. and had gone through the appraisal process. So I know that it's incorrect, but it, you can't tell people what they don't want to believe. It's like, look good, be right. But in a commercial situation... They price per square foot everything, everything, right. a bathroom, like right. it is all lease commercial space. Correct. It's 10 per square foot or 12 per, or God forbid in downtown Tallahassee, like 26 per square foot. Everything is priced per square foot. So that is the filter of the commercial agent who's transitioning into residential. And we talk all the time, Scott, that says you're not going to win until you lose a little bit. Right. And I think that sellers that's... often don't win until they lose a bit. Buyers certainly don't win until they lose a bit because they think they can come in and, and base it on whatever their filter is. Yeah. Whatever their filter is, whether their filter's coming from another state. Well, I think that's the unfortunate part is that in this case, I believe they are coming from another state. And when you have somebody who should be your eyes and ears and the person that's out there interacting with the community and the homes that are out there, uh -huh. if you don't know, you can't represent to someone that regardless of whatever decisions that a buyer is going to make again it is our job to help educate and direct them they're going to do what they're going to do but i want them to understand what that looks like i was a buyer's agent for what 12 years or more till i started listing i mean a long time that's a long time it was a very long time before i ever even thought about listing i was a buyer's agent so my filter is through the buyer side like what's the buyer expect What's the what's marketing to the buyer? What does that feel like to from a seller to the buyer? Because the seller has to present in a way that makes the buyer want to buy. Correct. So get this. Side note. So this guy 
was posting on uh, one of the, it was a Northwest Florida Facebook pages, like moving to Florida. Right. But it was Northwest Florida. And he had his home in Fort Lauderdale. And he was like, I want to list, can I, can I remove the house from the market and list for sale by owner? And I was like, do you really want advice? You can. You can, but what you need is to fix your pictures right. and stage your home properly. For real. He had like this green float in front of the house. I mean, it was a wreck. The pictures were a wreck. They weren't in bad order, like this whole thing. And I said, and then come to find out, he was trying to side skirt his agent altogether. So I notified the other agent. Uh, well, that's just unfortunate. So, I mean, the seller needs to learn that, yes, it's not six months ago. That filter's gone. Correct. You do have to work to sell your house. Correct. In a balanced market, you, it has to be desirable to the buyer. Correct. And your pictures have to make sense. It, you, our pictures, the reason why our tagline for the brokerage is the story we create sells houses is because the way Kim and I have set up the pictures that Scott helps create is a story. Yes. We we follow the home in the right order. Like this one had bedroom, laundry room, bedroom, porch. Like it was just, who's lazy? A lot well, of people in this case, the seller and likely their original agent that he was trying to go around. And especially in a lot of cases, because homes are so similar in certain ways that if you have a vanilla home, if you will, you wouldn't know one bathroom versus another. So when I'm staging them or doing the pictures, I'm specifically doing something different to one so that when you're looking at them, that you'll know that that's two separate bathrooms. I've seen a lot of flips in our area. It's all gray and white. It almost looks monochromatic. Yeah. It almost looks like a grayscale photo. They have no color. Everything is very monochromatic as so of late. When you're reason. when you're looking at that and you're the seller or you're the seller's the agent, which is we call the listing agent, talk to your seller about a pop of color in this house because when the buyer is looking at it and all they see is gray and white, they're wondering, do they have color blindness? Or is this really the house? You want someone to leave their home, drive to your home at $5 a gallon gas, go into that house, spend 25 minutes to an hour in the house, and decide, are we going to live in it? Well, updates alone are not are not enough for people to want to see your home. I think it is the way that something is presented that makes you interested. It's I say this all the time. It, it's like online dating for homes. It is. You you cannot go and put a your profile picture as, you know, the one that you have that you were looking your worst. You're going to put the one where you're looking your best. Why wouldn't you do that with your home? But we tell people on, through this show and personally for the seller, you can't get the reward without the work. No, you can't. And on the buyer's side, you can't get the house without paying. Correct. Part. Correct. I mean, I'm not saying that everything is going to be full price from now on. I am saying that you have to make the effort. If you want the home, someone else is probably going to buy it. Right. If you don't want for a if, lot more, if you don't want you the home, willing, then keep, keep then doing keep what you, then keep doing what you're doing. Keep renting if you if you must. And if you're waiting for the market to, you know, quote unquote, quote, crash, crash. It, it's not happening. It so. isn't. because. And the reason why the lenders say that, yes, rates have gone up. But the buyers are still going through so much to make sure that they can afford the home no matter what the market is. Correct. The pr challenge is going to be going forward to HELOCs. I think that's going to be the challenge, but not purchase and sale. Purchase and sale. Yeah. And there's still, I mean, even though there's more. Because there's variable rates on HELOCs, which is a home equity line of credit. Right. Which is similar, similar to what I think we had back in the day. But mm. those were the adjustable rate. Yeah, the mortgages. adjustable rate. So. 
I think that when people are, are looking at what it is that they want and how it is that they want to approach it, just because there's more inventory in the market, there's still a huge differential between even a balanced market would be six months. I think we have two months at this point right. where, where we had it's a month. It's still a seller's market. It still is. So it's like you got to. If you're going to listen to the news, like ha- Biden have, came have out some, today. Have some semblance of understanding of where you are. Biden came out Wednesday. We record Wednesday and said we had 0% inflation. No, we have eight well, eight point seven percent inflation. I know, but that's was he the reading spin. the right teleprompter? He was reading his notes with his. <laughs> why is he wearing sunglasses to read anything? Is it because it's easier to read a teleprompter with sunglasses? I know I've never I had any issues so. because the teleprompter is going to be backlit. Yeah, so why is he wearing like he was in the wherever wherever he was in clothes wearing sunglasses. Maybe have, I mean, they're probably prescription, and then he just may not I have I don't know. Maybe. But he literally right. came out and said, I just wanted to say the number zero. <laughs> I mean, he does look cool in sunglasses. I mean. Oh, he's a very handsome man, or he used to be until he had his face stretched beyond recognition. But uh, we still have more than 8%. Or 8% I would not imagine it would be good for a teleprompter. I, just I don't re- know. Well, I just realized with my heads-up display in my car, you can't wear polarized sunglasses. Oh, you can't? Yeah, well, because you, you just because see right it. Because yeah. it is a polarized So what happens at night with that thing? It, it, it shows shines. quite well, but I'm not wearing my polarized sunglasses. But what, the, but what about with the headlights glaring? Is it tinted automatically? You, you, don't, you don't really see you it. You don't I mean, see it, the headlights glaring? It's down low you just can't if you're leaning over to the left or to the right then it dims out but if you're looking straight ahead i'll be like yeah it doesn't uh (laughs) i I really don't pay attention to it until it starts to blink which means i'm going above the speed limit i turned that off yeah i did not i turned that off or when the fuel light it does blink when you go before this well so it knows it knows what the speed limit is so it will tell me it starts to blink if i'm I'm going with my ram over (laughs) my truck speed limit i don't want it I don't want it disciplining me. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't allow that. Mine was, mine was beeping. You. And it was like, ding, ding. No, I, I took that off. And I, I took, took yeah. that off. I took Does the, it do that? I took that entire yeah. speed alert off. Yeah, it tells me when I'm going over a certain... I mean, I've ridden with Amber, who goes like 120. So <laughs> I have to tell... But she has an M8. Like, okay. I mean, it's... I drive 120 in that car. <laughs> you don't know you're driving 120. Because you got you know. ticket money. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like Seriously, I do. Anyways. that TikTok. There's this guy. He's so funny about talking about the, the left lane, the middle lane, and yeah, the right yeah, lane. Yeah. The left lane, you got ticket money. <laughs> Everyone else needs to get out of your way. Right. And even if you don't have ticket money, you're willing to take the hit. Right. In Madison County, she'll go between ones. Oh. I mean, it's... But if people are making offers, like, go back to real estate. If people are making offers and, like, I'm worried about the market, dude, you're paying rent. Right. You're paying rent. I'm You're paying sure, 100% inflation. I'm sure it's less expensive. 850-656-0009. It's Patty and Scott. You're in the Playhouse. Welcome back. Don't you love Michael? Mikey. No, so good. Just so smooth. We'll get, we're getting muted for sure. So good. I'm Patty. That's Scott. We talk about houses and we were talking about what makes a great offer on a house. 
Uh, paying the list price is great. And if you don't want to do that, come close to it. Don't be like 70000 <laughs> It's not even comical Just at this point. Have some, under- but, have some logic for why you're yeah. doing what you're doing. And if you're coaching your client and you're the buyer's you agent be. to price per square foot, I really believe you should unlearn that. As soon as an agent, any agent, calls me and says price per square foot, I correct them. I, I'm professional about the correction, but I'm like, please. That's not how it works. Well, I also love, I mean, for example, this happens to be in the same neighborhood and price per square foot still doesn't work. But when they do price per square foot and it's one acre lot versus four acre lot. Yeah. And that one acre is half half buildable, half not. All right. It's and the four acres is completely buildable. So when you have water frontage. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. The value is derived hmm. not just from the home, but from the frontage of the water. So we look at front foot, yep. how wide the lot is and how much water skirts that lot. Yep. The appraiser looks at. Take an appraiser class. If you have a home that's on a flood zone and you're competing with another home that's not in a flood zone, you can't use price per square. You can use price per square, you can use but it you're all not going to get the house right. because it's priced accordingly it's to that flood right. zone. Right. Well, what scares me about that is that if your carpet looks like ruffles have ridges, you're not price per square foot is not a fair depiction of the home that you're trying to make an offer. And if that's the case, go make the offer on the other house. What scares me most about agents that look at price per square foot is it's horrible, obviously, on the buyer's side. But imagine you get a call for a listing. You're totally undervaluing that home in most cases. Right. Which, to me, you should lose your license. I mean, because you are... That's you what are, happened you're, with you're guiding, Holsteiner. You're gu- well, it did three times prior to us. And that didn't work out for Holsteiner. Holsteiner was that example yep. where three agents went behind us and they were in the 600 to 650 range. And I walk in... Now, my filter is different. I'm an appraiser, and I have Scott. So I'm like, oh, we can get 800 No problem. It was 850 Correct. So I was wrong. I admit it. Yeah, well. But how much was lost? Because those realtors did not take the time to learn what true value is and how to market and present that. And they were all much more experienced than I am. Well, have sold many, many more homes. Well, in some cases, yes, but in some cases, no. And the way that they sell homes is completely different. Well, how much money is left on that table? Well, that's that's the that's the million dollar question. And granted, one would say that the market determines price, but the reality is it always starts somewhere. Well, we had a call. It was actually another agent local referred us uh, about staging and renovating a home so that they could sell it for more money. Yes. My conversations with him, which were three or four times, I'm not the agent. I'm not stepping on any toes, but sir, this is what I see. This is my filter. I explained it that way. My filter is as an appraiser, and I have Scott, and my experience with Scott, and what does that look like? Sir, if you're selling it this way, you're going to lose a lot of money. But if you just put a little bit of money in, you're going to make this much. And because I have the data to back it up, and I keep that data in a tidy little file folder... Then he believed us. Well, and I he mean, wants you we, to we send a, him a presentation. Right, we have a lot of experience at this point to to show that. But it just it it's one thing to look at it from a buyer's perspective. I, I start looking at it from a seller's perspective because this same agent of the eleven homes, it was like five and six, which means six listings. Yeah, how six many listings those, and five how many buyers. of those were unv- undervalued. Yeah, 
I didn't take the time to look. I was done at that point. It doesn't matter to me. But even on on that seller side and and for sale by owners, which I do approach, I approach them, I send them messages, say, please, please, please don't lower the value of your home. Please don't lower, just change these couple of things. Take new pictures. Even if you don't use us, I think there's more value to your home. Please. Yeah, a lot of times it really is all in... I'm, well, com- I'm coming it's always from what in the details, we call no what. Coming, coming from contribution. Yeah. Like, I want you to make more money on your home because it helps the entire market. It does, for It's sure. not just me. It's not just Scott. It's not just Kim who works with us or Ann Ruth or any of them. It's about it help the whole entire market present your home in a beautiful way. You will make more money. Well, you just will. Pretty sales every day. For more money. Yeah, for sure. It's the reward and the work. For sure. But I think for those that have been in this sense of delirium, you know, over the last six or so months. It's not really long enough to have that kind of delirium either. It really shouldn't be, but it quite frankly is. It's coming down off of that perch, if you will, to realize that you not only have to do that now if you want that, where before maybe you didn't and you did okay, but you Mm. could have still done better. It just, you know, that's kind of where we were, you know, back in the Holsteiner time. Um, when I look at things today, it's like, yeah, you can still do better. You can still do. Well, there was a there's better. a girl here that did a lot of foreclosures in the in the oh eights oh nines tens that put her own money out for those foreclosures to fix them up. She got reimbursed at closing, but they made an agreement to be able to do that with the banks, so that they would sell for more money. And the bank, you know, they optioned that. Well, I mean, it makes sense to do it because. People want to still move into something and how, well, that is to ready saleable. to go. They want something that's ready to go. It's not only just it's not only just the you know how in the case of the individual that called us for doing some staging with his home and renovation. The, the first, project. Well, the friends. first thought was staging, and I said, "I staging it will do no good because there are some there's some real issues with the home." So you, you have to have the foundational aspects of it covered. Once you do that, it's all about pretty. Think about your teeth. Yeah. You were talking about going to the yeah, dentist on sure. your birthday. If you want veneers, you still got to have some teeth to stick the veneers on. You got to have a good foundation for those veneers. You can't just like hope this works and you're going to spend $40,000 and not, and then you just look like trash. Right. <laughs> it's nobody, not going to work. Nobody wants lipstick on the pig. No. Mm-mm. doesn't work and it, it all comes out and now insurance companies are such sticklers like i was talking to our our home inspector that we use um and he was telling us i said you really need a drone for this house it was two-story like basically like a salt box if you're right. from the north it was very tall front and he's like the insurance companies are giving him a hard time about the drone photos because they don't zoom in enough on the shingles i'm like so your risk <laughs> Has to change because they don't like the depth of the shingle photo. I mean, that's how sticky those insurance companies are on this on the sale of your home and finding new insurance. So your home ha- and people don't believe me. Like this gentleman, he was from another state. He was like, I don't believe. It. I'm like, sir, just go ahead, try to get insurance. Tell me age of your house. Just call a couple people. Pretend you're a buyer. See what they say. They won't insure it. Well, and even if they do, you're still in many cases, fishing in a different pond because you might find that somebody will give you insurance. But the truth of the matter is, is that many of those are uninsurable or you have to have such a significant amount down that it's insurable. Yep. So you are now fishing where people have to have half down or pay fully in cash 
So do you want to and fish, run naked? Right. Do you want to fish in a larger pond or don't you? So you got to pay to play, and in this case, you'd have to replace your roof it's in order like to do buying that. Buying a car with better right. credit. You just you, you pay in a bigger it. pond. You get a better rate. Correct. That's the way it works. And I mean, it's it, no different with a house. It's not. I just think that everybody is still coming down from that sense. I mean, the objective here is for us to price it, price it right, price it fair, meaning with what we've done, which will still equate to more money, but not to be delirious about it and think that you're going to, dare I say, take advantage of the market the way yeah, that be I think entitled could about have before. It. Right. So it still has to be realistic along the way and buyer or seller. Mm -hmm. And all gray, the monochromatic look. That's the problem with with remods, if you will, or flips. It's yeah, that you you, do, you could see it. You do you that. Could see you it do from all that. Road. You do all that work, and it looks nice and gray in pictures, but it has no personality. All it does is look like LVP with gray know, LVP gray, with gray walls, walls and white, white trim. Everything is the same. Yeah. Your backsplash is the same. Yeah. Your kitchen's the same. Right. You don't even put a shower curtain up. I mean, nothing. Nothing is it's, different. It's just not personalized at all. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel livable. Feels sterile, hospitalish, dentist office, which nobody really wants. No, they don't. So have have so some that, thought about that, it. That wrapping that up, I think that's what makes a good offer. Like Scott says, be logical. If you love the house, be willing to pay, and you know it's going to appraise. Appraisers do not use price per square foot ever. Or you just don't love the house, but your offer shows that. So okay, yeah. that's fine. Bye. Right. Or yeah, and if a seller rejects you. Then you got to start over. You right. got to counter yourself. Right. Which that's is, never a good. That's well, never a good thing. Is countering yourself. I think a lot of times people are looking to see what they can get before they realize that they're losing, mm -hmm. and then they come to their senses, which is never sets a good tone for a contract, if you will. Woo! Is that it? That's it. That's all. Tish is going on vacay. Vacay. Patty's stuck here in Tallahassee mm. selling homes. I love it. <laughs> I love this market. Give her a call. No one loves this market more than me. Patty and Scott, 850-656-0009. It's House Talk with a happy ending. Each and every time.